Yeah, please be seen, bitches. Number two, bitches. What up, bitch? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yo, I don't understand your shit. Yo, explain it first. Nerd rappers need to rap in layman's terms. For me, though, it's fuck safety first. It goes alcohol, drugs, and then safety's third. The last time I got stuck in a booby trap, yo, I was like, where the fuck are the boobies at? Uh, welcome to the About Average Podcast, bringing you smiles direct from North Queensland. Yeah, we've been talking shit for the last 20 years, so we thought, why not make it a thing? Yeah, hey, fucking, hey, Ben, bro? Yeah, pretty good, bro. How about yourself? Yeah, not bad. Fucking pretty good weekend just gone. Absolutely. The Cowboys getting up was awesome. Oh, but fuck, we can't, st- we can't start it there. Ah, uh, back to origin. Back to origin. Back to Wednesday night. What a game. <laughs> Absolutely, what a game. Oh, I mean, like, everybody was calling for it, but, you know, no one was going to just say straight up, no, Queensland's winning. Like, even the Queen, even New South Wales, like, there wasn't a single New South Wales person I was listening to talk with any sort of faith in their voice at all <laughs> they were all like oh, whoa, whoa, fucking, like it was just excuse 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 fucking oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> are we coming up against the queensland team that we got man it, at suncorp that was a that was always a big ask for new south wales and i feel like they got really lucky to score that one try through damien cook oh yeah yeah i mean like it did just sort of open straight up for him and then he just ran straight through that line and i went well that was soft as fuck like, and he was out of position like it's not even like it was a nice set play or anything they did it was just a bit of good luck on their behalf yeah. that everything opened up perfectly for cook to grab that ball and run through yeah it was literally right place right time yeah but the almost the dictionary definition of right place right time and he almost looked like he just went oh fuck i'm here <laughs> fucking <laughs> run <laughs> And then the Queenslanders are all looking at each other like, fuck, did that just happen? Well, it did. It but was just some, there must have been a shit bricky out there somewhere because we had a solid brick wall, solid red brick wall all night and there was one brick that just fucking got left out and Cook ran through. Yeah, I mean, they pounded our line for plenty of the game. Like, there was plenty of tackles in our 20, but I just, I, you know, to begin with, I was sort of, I was feeling a little bit, you know, a bit like worried or concerned i was like fuck they're smashing our line here like geez you know it's it could it could fucking just blow open and then this could go to shit but no 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 fucking no (laughs) it just was just like it kept the rabbits out that that was a fucking great rabbit fence (laughs) it was (laughs) that was better than the wall in china i mean considering half of the wall was cowboys and they kept the rabbits out this week gone so (laughs) speaking of being all cowboys how about the first what was it uh one two three four the first four tries were from either a cowboy or ex-cowboy which hammer he's a leftist but he's still a cowboy he, he can be a cowboy forever. The guns are star. Yeah, well, he's from up here too, isn't so, he? Or isn't he from Cairns? I'm pretty sure he's from Cairns, yeah. 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 But he's, he'll always be a cowboy. Yeah, for sure. But then the only player that wasn't a cowboy from Queensland to score a try in that game was Xavier Coates. Everything else, well, hammer, but you know. He's, Honorary cowboy. As we said, still a cowboy. <laughs> so everything was from a cowboy. Or from our system anyway. Or from our system, yeah. Yeah. Which just, you know, like to, at the start of the season, everyone was like, 
writing the cowboys off like no nah, they're just poo flinging them shitting in the hands flinging it and just like well to be fair at the start of the season i wasn't disagreeing too much but i was no nah, it's all right we'll get there we'll find our form we're gonna get there and i never left i never lost faith i know pretty much every fucking person i know lost faith and i'm just sitting there going no no this is a bad time to lose faith in the cowboys the cow- <laughs> that's when the cowboys usually come on their strongest yeah yeah, 100%. But yeah, back to the Origin game. <laughs> back to the Origin game. <laughs> so, Let's not do our ADD shit and get, keep getting sidetracked. So what, what did the score end up being? Was it? It was 32 to 6. Yeah, 32 to 6. What a fucking domination. Absolutely. Like, that's just, that's, it's like they didn't even show up. Yeah, they might try and say, oh, but they versed the, the fucking, well, we did verse the naturally aspirated New South Wales team. Because they blew their turbo. On the <laughs> blew their f- turbo in the first two minutes, the cunts. Fucking sooting it too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking rookies. <laughs> Funny thing is, once again, they actually had more ball than us. I mean, their completion rate was shit. They completed at 73%, which when I feel like when you've got a star-studded team like that, the thing that they should all be able to do is catch and hold the fucking ball. Yeah, right. So to fail one out of every four sets is pretty average. It's not even about average. That's slightly below yeah, for mean, how star-studded that team was. I mean, our team was definitely above average. Man, the Queensland team is looking above average for a very long time. Man, are we going to have to start talking about the New South Wales team just so we're relevant? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, look, this Queensland team has the potential to go another eight in a row. Yeah. Fucking know if we do. Like it's such a young team too. Mm. Like and that's sort of thing that people have noticed and they've even asked Billy Slater, like, is the young players um, a thing that you were considering? And he goes, I couldn't even tell you how old they are. I just know that they're good players and they're the ones I wanted on my team, so I picked them. I'm sitting there thinking, Bullshit. You know how old they are. You're just bluffing, bro. <laughs> don't don't let them in though. Don't tell them anything. All them secrets. But at the same time, he's he is speaking facts there because that's he's picking the team the right way there. I don't care how old they are. What's the form they're in? Yeah. How good are they playing? Are they are they worthy of pulling on that jumper this year? And fuck, he picked the team this year. I mean, Queensland could also beat the New South Wales Blues when they were supposed to start their dynasty, mm. and we'd formed the worst team that Queensland had seen in fucking i don't know how many years well it can't have been that fucking bad because we beat them <laughs> well it was a pretty average team but fuck they played good wasn't that the first game they played in townsville and then they got like queensland got smoked i think it was a 2020 series yeah 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 well, that makes sense because yeah. we've won two in a row now so yeah yeah 2020 no 2021 uh ah. don't, ex- <laughs> don't expect facts out of us <laughs> We're here to talk shit, not speak facts. Yeah, look, if you're looking for facts, go read a book, okay? Yeah, look, well, we do a little bit of research. That's about it. Look, all we want to do is talk about what we think we know, okay? <laughs> and if we're wrong, we're wrong. That sounds like a listener yeah, problem. Yeah, that's, that's your problem. Yeah, all right. Well, that's Origin anyway. You reckon? That's Origin. Hey. We don't need to keep going. Oh, okay, well, no, what I will say is, what, uh, what are the odds... For a clean sweep. 
Oh, um, about I'm gonna say because the game's being played in New South Wales, and New South Wales do have more to play for in the sense that they sort of have to save face a little bit and get some pride back. Yeah, you know, they got beaten in the first game, absolutely pumped in the second, like thirty-two to six when they had plenty of possession down our end. Mm. They played shit. They've got a lot to play for just to hold some pride. Whereas Queensland, it's like, oh, we've already won. Can we clean sweep it? Like New South Wales do have more to play for in that sense. But I still feel like it's like 80-20 Queensland win. Yeah. And but, dominantly. And it's also, but it's not so much just that Queensland's going to be like, oh, well, we've got it. It's They want to be, I think. Oh, the eighth team? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the, it'll, yeah. if they clean sweep it, they'll be the eighth team in history to clean sweep the New South Wales Blues. Yeah. Which, that'd be fucking sick, honestly. That'd be awesome. like, I would love to watch that. Like That would just have me at the TV going... <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you just listening, she was a big grin. The biggest of grins. Mate, you got a video going. Yeah, but you don't... Not everyone listens... I listen to heaps of alpha blokes. Yeah, just no, audio. <laughs> my bad. I know where the podcasting's at, mate. <laughs> Hope you do. But anyway, that's, that's origin. origin. So we'll fast forward it. Was that four day? No, three, four, five days. Two is it? Yeah, it was Sunday. Sunday evening. Yeah, Sunday four thirty. Cowboys at, at a core stadium. Four oh five, not four thirty. My bad. The um the Cowboys rocked up for a, a wabbit hunt. A wabbit hunt. They went to kill the wabbit. Yeah, they built a bloody big fence and they well, kept the wabbits out. The waskily wabbits. Waskily wabbits. Wassel, were you there? <laughs> <laughs> were you there with the waskily wabbits? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, for show. Oh, for show. I was there. <laughs> Didn't you see me on the defence line? <laughs> I was trucking nut. <laughs> Bro, I totally flew for, flew to Sydney for that one. Yeah, yeah, you finished up fishing Sunday Ave, flew down to Sydney in less time than it takes to fly there from when I saw you last. <laughs> they actually call me Russell Drinkwater. Oh. oh. Too bad he drinks whiskey. Oh. Cheers. <laughs> I got me a beer. What's it? Pure blonde, mid-strength, 80% less carbohydrates. Russell's just on the old good old-fashioned Pepsi Max and... Um, Pepsi pe- Max Well I left a bottle of Pepsi Max here Yeah no you did leave a bottle of Pepsi Max here But I've got JD and Coke Okay Russell's got JD and Coke Yeah, This is mine This is I'm oh, sorry this is Jack's The other one's Daniel's Oh okay yeah. <laughs> But You know there was uh, I had plenty of faith in the boys Going into that That game Against the Rabbitohs But it was Like fuck man We're, we're in Sydney We're not at home Like the last two big games we've had we got Jarrett Sutton as the referee as well. Which, Which who I might add, fuck, oh, so did he fall over and hit his head or something? <laughs> Is he all right? Yeah, the cat, did he have the Cowboys and the Rabbitohs mixed up there? Like, <laughs> fuck me, he threw some penalties at us. I was like, yeah, give him up, bro. Bring him. Oh, we'll have all your penalties, bud. <laughs> like, I genuinely think he forgot that he hates us. Yeah, I was, like, even Pistol from the ranch was just like, he put in the Stockman chat, he's just like, I don't know what's going on with Jarrett Sutton, but <laughs> he must have been listening to me or something like that. <laughs> it was great officiating. 
Oh man, I just I could not believe how much we were getting the ball back and like benefit of the doubt like calls too and it was just fucking bus straight in, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. Like usually he is fucking shit to us. He, usually he's fucking horrible to the Cowboys, but I mean I feel like there isn't even much he could have done to help the Rabbitohs in that game because. Like, our defense was just on point, and, the, like, to be fair, the Bunnies, they, they made a lot of errors, but our defense was on point, and we've always got points the whole way across the board. So, there wasn't much that he could do to to affect that game. Like, when it's 31-6, to six, there's not much he can do. Nah. Oh, and, I mean, like, the trial Mitchell being out was probably a real helpful thing for us, but... It was really funny when they actually put the fucking... They put the, the camera on Latrell Mitchell in the crowd, like, thinking he was going to be like, you know, he was just fucking blown up at his own team. He was just there, like... He had that proper fucking... Yeah! Face on, like... <laughs> he was fucking pissed off, man. How's it go? Do that again? No. I want to see that face again. No, well, you'll get to see it again on the YouTube. <laughs> so... Yeah, go to YouTube. <laughs> like and subscribe, cunt. But, nah, I, I could not have been happier with the Cowboys for that game. And, like, even, like, we were going back to the roots of the team when Chad's come along and we're celebrating our small successes like fucking mm. in. And, like, it doesn't matter what anybody does. They just, the boys just come in and they're fucking slapping each other on the ass, you know, pat on the back. Fuck yeah, let's go. Good good work, good work. You know, like, it's just so much positive reinforcement and you can see what that does to a team. Yeah, yeah, You saw absolutely. what it did to our team last year. You saw what happened to our team when we lost it. You see what happens when we got it back. Yeah. It's like pitch perfect when the girls lost their sound. <laughs> that's so gay dude it's not my fault I had to watch that movie okay so. <laughs> I think uh, when was that there was a key moment that I noticed I think it was a, about the 68th minute um, there was an error from uh, from the Rabbitohs um, I think we had just given the ball back to them given them an opportunity to try and score down our end and then we forced another error. And we had everyone run in from either side of the field. Yeah. Just from one wing to the other, right to the middle, ran in just to be like, fuck yes, boys, and yeah, celebrate that. Yeah. yeah, it's not even us scoring a try. It's us just muscling up in defense, forcing the error, getting the ball back. And that was a bigger celebration than when we score a try. And yeah. I feel like that's how it should be. Yeah, and... The comments, the commentary definitely notices it too. Yeah. Like, oh, look at these cowboys; they're getting behind their players, and I, and as soon as they say it, it just gives me this big warm feeling in my heart, and I'm always just big smiles, like, "Fuck yes, this is this is my fucking boys. I fucking love this team so much. Like, it's just, man, we're such a we're such a. I mean, like, because it's a one team town." too and this is if you're not a cowboys fan in townsville then we're just like then who the fuck do you go for and why are you fucking off <laughs> like, unless you're not from here and you grew up somewhere else fine fair call that's that's fair chat you were from somewhere else and you're passionate about where you're from fuck yeah i like that too 
Except if you're a Panthers fan, a Rabbitohs fan, a Manly fan. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that's not Cowboys. It's <laughs> the Sydney teams in general. Like, I'm all right with the... I like the Broncos. I fucking love the Broncos this year, too. They've been going so good. They've been playing good footy. I like the Waz because they're not Sydney. And I like the Dolphins because the Hammer and Tommy Gilbert and mm. all the other rejects from fuck oh, I miss Tommy Gilbert oh man fucking poor bastard with his shoulder too out for the season isn't he is he out for the season someone is I know fucking is he I'm pretty sure he's fucked himself pretty good like that it makes sense why the fucking well the... I know Tommy Turbo's out for the season yeah Tommy Turbo's definitely out for the season yeah bro man you've seen it on that poor bastard's face too when he was like walking back out on the field like you could tell he just did not want to do it at all, but he just wanted to go and cry. You know, there's so much passion there, especially when you're playing for your state. So you are right with Tommy Gilbert. Yeah, right. Um, he's definitely out for the season with a bone fragment broken off his shoulder. Ah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. But he's a fucking warrior, that dude. Yeah. Like... He was one of my favorite Cowboys when he played for us. Oh, for sure. Every single, he was like Ruben Cotter, man. Turned up every game to play as hard as he possibly could for the boys. Man, Ruben Cotter has to be the most famous Cowboy, maybe behind Val or Jason Tamalolo, like current Cowboy. Current, yeah. Yeah, not... I was going to say. Cunt. No one... You no, ditching JT and Matty Bowen? Yeah, no one... <laughs> mate, fucking... And Feldy. Oh, Feldy's up there. I mean, like, anybody from the 2015 team's up there yeah, with a true. memorable cowboy, but the only person, in, two people in our current team now, are, oh, sorry, three, is Granville, Felt, and Talamalala. Speaking of Feldy. Yeah, dropped again. <sighs> what happened there? I've got no see, idea. Man, I see a lot of people saying that Hiku should be dropped. Feldy should either be on the wing of Valamay and Centers. Mm. But then I look at... I, I can't say that with Hiku's stats on the weekend man like I want Feldy to be there yeah but what's Feldy's stats look like in comparison I'm not saying Feldy shouldn't be there yeah okay I'm not saying Valame shouldn't be there well Hiku's not even staying at our club that's the thing that's sort of got me fucking yeah but Hiku on the weekend made 195 metres man damn Mm. that's not a bad effort Hiku had a fucking good game and he generally has very strong carries out of our end like he, he generally plays a good game but I think everyone's just sad that Feldy's not there now because everyone fucking loves Feldy because Feldy's Feldy. It's Feldy, You can't not love Feldy. Mate, my sister's seen Kyle Feld at the cafe today and I was just like, what, did you go get a photo? I was just asking why he's been dropped and she's like, <laughs> no. I'm letting him just have his fucking coffee and breakfast, Billy. <laughs> yeah, fair. I fair do call. The, I do the same. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when it's coffee and breakfast, dude hasn't even had his coffee yet. Leave him the fuck alone. I mean, there's a reason why coffee cups in just... Well, there's at least one coffee cup in like every office ever, I feel like, says, shut up, my coffee's not done yet, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know, like, you know that stupid fucking coffee but cup I'm, quotes. I'm absolutely that person in the morning. Like, if, you, if you're trying to talk to me before I've had some sort of caffeine or at least like half an hour to wake up, expect like three words of mine to your 20. Yeah. You just spit this whole big sentence at me. I'll be like, yeah, bud, sick ass, let's do it. So we'll wrap it up on, we'll wrap that game up just to say, fuck yeah. That's the Storm, the Panthers and the Rabbits done. 
that's the top three teams done. Like the next biggest team we've got to versus the Broncos. When are we playing? Oh, we're playing the Broncos in August. Yeah, it's ages away, bro. It's that's, like round twenty fucking four or some shit. Yeah, that's like three or four weeks away, isn't it? No idea. Um, I, I looked at it a few weeks ago. And so we got Tigers, a bye, Manly, Eels, Titans, and then Broncos. Which, see, I feel like as long as we don't shit the bed this weekend, we'll get the dub over the Tigers. Um, fucking hell, can't. If we get beaten by the Tigers again, it's going to throw the entire NRL fan base into turmoil and yeah. they're going to go, what the fuck is going on? Seriously. The good thing is... Who's match fixing? Because someone's fucking match fixing. Someone's winning money. Someone's doing fucking something. Like The good thing is the Tigers turned out to be our bogey team for this year. Like If we get smoked by them again, they ain't going to be in the finals, so we don't got to worry. Oh, that's true. Then we get a bye and then we've got Manly, who I feel like we can get up over Manly. Even Manly at home, we can get up over them. We have a redemption game against the Eels because the Eels beat us in round... Um, what round was it? I think it was round round eight, round nine, no. Fuck, round 13. Yeah, before we went on our three-game win streak against the Storm, Panthers, and, and Bunnies. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we can get up over the Eagles. We can get up over the Eels. We can definitely get up over the Titans. And then we get the Bronx. And that's going to be a good fucking game. But at home, we're a fortress. Yeah. So. Oh, I think we've lost two games at home this, this year. Yeah. And we've won every single other one. And Honestly, we have such a great run into the finals, especially with the momentum we're building. Yeah. Like it's, we're looking really fucking good for a finals berth. And if we get into the top eight, like Gus said, we're probably the only team right now that has a fucking solid chance of winning this other than Penrith. Well, considering how we've been playing... The last four or five weeks, you know, it's been, I mean, like when we beat the Panthers, everyone was saying, oh, they beat the baby Panthers. Yeah, well, they, we were they the baby the, Cowboys. We, yeah, we beat them with the baby Cowboys, you fuckwits. Like, mm. don't you, haven't you ever looked at a fucking team list in your entire life and noticed that we were missing Valentine Holmes and fucking Reese Robson and fucking Jeremiah Nanai and who was that? I can't Mary Talangi and fucking there was five of them. Who have you said? So we're missing Mary Talangi, Reese Robson, Jeremiah Nanai, Val Holmes, and Ruben Cotter. Yes. How the fuck could we forget Rubes? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Rubes. So was bad. <laughs> only the most like famous fucking cowboy. <laughs> oh, right now. But. Yeah, we're missing all of these players who people don't mind fucking sniffing up their ass when they're selected for a for a Queensland team. But then when a Cowboys team missing all of those players uh, beats the Panthers without Nathan Cleary and fucking Luai and Tuo, which Cleary had a fucking injury anyway, so fuck off. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just. I just fucking hate the bullshit because when the Cowboys are getting flogged, everyone's like, nah, you can't are flinging shit. Then when we're winning, it's just like, oh, no, oh, no, it's because of this, oh, because of that, oh, oh, fucking, it's because DCE fucking had hemorrhoids or something. I don't know, like, it's fucking had <laughs> hemorrhoids. Yeah, but no one wanted to talk about how many players we were missing, especially big forwards throughout the start of our season actually i want there's another fucking thing i want to mention it's like cooper cronk's been listening in because fucking hell he was licking the cowboys buttholes that last game he was just fucking 
he had plenty of good shit to say about us. He was like, it was almost like he was sitting there going, what are these rabbits doing? I just think he hates the rabbits more than he hates the cowboys. Not yeah. that he liked the cowboys. Well, look, it was a change key from the cowboys being shot on for an entire game. So <laughs> I was like, hey, 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 baby steps, bro. Baby steps. We're baby stepping our way out of Cooper Cronk liking the Queensland team again. You reckon Cooper Cronk's... Look, he should like yeah. Queensland teams. He's yeah. a fucking Queenslander. That's right. You heard that come out of my mouth too. <laughs> like, fuck, man. Honestly, uh, I think I think Cooper Cronk just hates the Cowboys because his salty JT was always slightly better than him. Yeah, he's just salty. Not even he, slightly. He's, he's just, just salty. Better. He never could have had a start with the Cowboys. He just wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Imagine having JT and Cooper Cronk as your halves, though. Oh, oh, oh fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll take Morgo and JT any day of the bro, week. That, that would have made buckets of jizz out of me. Holy <laughs> <laughs> fuck. And then we wouldn't have had to listen to him shit on the Cowboys so much because he would have played for us. He would have actually... Probably, he probably would have had a statue there next to fucking JT. Nah. Nah, Maddie Bowen, Maddie Bowen needs yeah, one first. Maddie Bowen needs one first for yeah. sure. Fucking hell. Let's Maddie talk. Bowen needs one slightly taller than JT, even though he's slightly <laughs> shorter. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be such... That'd be so fucking funny, eh? And then like they get their photos taken in front of it and like Maddie Bowen's like a full foot shorter than fucking JT. Yeah, but as great as JT was... Matty Barnes still my favourite all-time cowboy. Yeah, tell him about when you were at the stadium as a kid. <laughs> yeah, so Dad took me to like this Cowboys training day, and we were <clears throat> in the video room where they, you know, the players sit with the coaches and they review footage. And JT and Graham Murray, the coach, and at the time like 2005 coach, um, we were reviewing video with them, and they ran through this play, and then JT says. So who's your favourite cowboy? And I've looked straight at JT and said, Matty Bowen. <laughs> I hope he still remembers that, eh? I hope he does, man. I was like 10 years old, so I hope he remembers. Yeah, I mean, he's had plenty of interactions with plenty of kids, but it's just like, but what's that? That's 17 years ago. Yeah, and that's to, that's a little bit of a roasting, to be fair. Yeah. I he's mean, just like, fuck you, I'm a goat. Yeah, well, he wasn't then. No, he wasn't. Then. 17 years ago, bro. Mm. He was just Jonathan Thurston. He was just that kind of who goes and gives the boy, the the, the tea boy the tea and goes and gives his headgear to a kid. He's just a legend instead, yeah. of, instead of a cemented legend. Oh, sorry, a bronze legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he, he's, he's gold. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, it's this woke fucking bullshit world that we've come into. I mean, I remember when when woke... <laughs> woke used to be cool. Yeah, when woke... When, when you were woke, it meant that you knew that Thomas Edison was a fraud and, and Nikola Tesla was actually the inventor behind everything, you know? That's and, being woke. And the US government was behind 9-11 and... So... I don't follow supercars too heavily, but I did decide I was going to just tune into a race the other day. It was, I was just sitting at home and it was just on and I went, oh, fuck it, why not? So it was race 13 and supercars in Darwin. Yep. It was a fucking unreal race. Like, 
went Cam Waters' car caught clean on fire. And like, come, yeah, like he reckons it was like, when they talked to him after the race, he was just sort of like, oh, oh, well, he, after he got out of the car, he's like, oh, yeah, seen it was like, you know, notice it was getting really hot on my firewall. And then I was just seeing all the fucking smoke come out. And just, and what it looked like on telly, it was just like a little bit of flame coming out of the wheel guard. And then all of a sudden, it was just fucking, whoosh. It was just fucking like the whole front of the car was just engulfed in flames. No fucking Cam Waters just jumps out, just fucking like, oh shit, and he just runs around the back of the car, grabs the fire extinguisher. He pretty much put the fire out himself before the fire he's got there. Yeah, right. But it was like, it looked like a stressful situation for him, trying to find a spot to pull the fucking car over where he wasn't going to set all the grass on fire and shit. Like, it was, it would have been so stressful, but apparently what happened was, like, one of his fuel lines, like, either snapped or it slipped off, and it just started spraying fucking E85 everywhere. At fucking five bar pressure just tss, and that's why the fire was so fucking big yeah that's some high octane fuel man to just be boosting around a hot engine yeah especially a big old like i mean he's in a ford so it's a 5.2 liter v8 i'm pretty sure they are i mean it is a ford so they got that part right because ford backwards is driver returns on foot and he <laughs> did not drive that thing back well he didn't dr- return on foot either he jumps in the back of a medical car the slack dog oh, yeah fucking have a go can't push your car <laughs> over the finish line <laughs> do some lightning mcqueen shit stick, stick your tongue out <laughs> do some ricky bobby shit and just fucking sprint at the finish line <laughs> but man when that fucking safety car came out to sort out his car bro it was the most chaos i've seen and like coming from you know mostly watching formula one and then going to this pit lane man it was just like how many penalties are they throwing out here i wait up supercars in australia no one fucking cares (laughs) (laughs) they'll just make people wait for you in the pit lane and just you pull out in front of whoever you want and fucking apparently no one gives a shit i was a bit i was spun out i was going fuck you like all right i guess this is why aussies like it so much because it's so fucking just so loose and shit just happens so fucking whatever it's typical aussie shit but at the end of the race ended up being a mark winner bottom win which yeah nice it ended up being his first podium since 2018 whoa really and his first win since uh 2016 i feel like frosty's better than that bro he was good years ago we just you know well that's that's when i used to follow it was fucking years ago so i guess (laughs) follow the frosty was good damn yeah back when he was driving the orcon steel car yeah back when wing cup was still driving yeah yeah and won every fucking cup just about but what a name for for driving though yeah for a champion too yeah (laughs) just i'll just go out there and win cup (laughs) (laughs) remember when he like sort of first came on the scene like i was only really young i would have only been like fucking 10 or something and it was just like maybe i might have even been younger i couldn't even tell you what year he started supercars honestly off the top of my head you have to google that yourself boys and and girls deal (laughs) but i know that brock feeney the the rookie from red bull who took over jamie wing cup seat he fought super hard yeah brock feeney was up fucking mark winterbottom's ass hardcore that's what i remember remember this sorry it's like last last three laps man it was like man frosty was not given like Feeney like an inch and then I think there was I think halfway through the second last lap like Frosty opened the door for him 
but he closed it again. Like it was fucking tight, man. It was pretty exciting to watch, but and then Will Davison came in for the third place finish. Fucking old Giz finished sixth. Gizzy finished sixth. Yeah. Fuck, he had a shit race. Yeah, I don't know where he started, but that's where he finished. I nah. just expect Gizzy to be in the podium. Yeah, bro. Gizzy's so good, usually. And fuck, he can drift, man. Oh, man. He's the drift king of supercars. Yeah, bro. Like, he I'm is solid behind the wheel sideways. I'm pretty sure that outside, when he's not racing, he's either in something else or he's drifting. Makes sense. Yeah. Like, he's just... Like, apparently, a bunch of the drivers over the over the Christmas period will have, like, a bit of a break and shit whereas Giz is just looking for another seat <laughs> <laughs> that's a real driver yeah or he'll, he'll go back to New Zealand and race there or he'll go overseas and race somewhere like he just doesn't care he just want as long as he's behind the wheel sitting in the seat of a race car he's happy yeah and like old school too much prefers the seat over the sim whereas it is it I think it, he had he did a podcast on um with Gypsy Tales with uh, him and Brock Feeney and they sort of talked about it and, then, and Feeney's just like yeah no, I love the simulator I'll fucking spend heaps of time in there and Giz is like oh the simulator's okay uh, I like the racing <laughs> but I mean like you think about it what Giz would have came up through like Sims wouldn't have even been a thing until he was already professional and Feeney's only like fucking 19 or something like that you you can't tell me that there's any driver that's ever driven a race car or go-kart or anything that doesn't prefer the real thing. A sim is awesome. Yeah. But it, it's never the same, you man. Know who, you know who's actually super, super keen in, on the sim? Um, Max, Max Verstappen. Verstappen. Yeah. He is so good on the sim too. His sim lap at Bathurst oh, is fucking bro. unreal, bro. I watched that like <laughs> shitting my pants. I'm thinking like there's not even a... You couldn't possibly take an F1 car that fast around Bathurst because I feel like some of them corners, it just gives you like hacks downforce. He did it in a GT car though. It wasn't an F1 car. Fuck, it's been a long time since I watched that video. Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly what the car was, but it wasn't an F1 car. It was like it was some sort of GT car. Yeah, right. Was it still a sub two minute? No, I don't think so. I don't it, think anything without open wheels has done a sub two minute. It was mentally quick. I know that. But... I just want to bring up one thing, though, right? Mm. So the Supercars is coming to Townsville for the next round, which I'm going to be going. I don't know if it's one day or two day yet. I usually find out on the weekend when I decide how much money I've got and whatever. <laughs> but usually... You did it in an Audi GT3. There you go. Yeah, there you go. An Audi GT3. Yep. Yep. So usually each year they, you know, they bring like a live act the supercars you know to try and keep a few people there on a saturday you know last year it was hilltop hoods mm. which we both went to that was fucking lit hilltop's always good especially live yeah I love mean, hilltop i think i've seen hilltops live twice and both of them were at the supercars mm. i think one was last year and then one was probably like 20 fucking like 16 14. 17 no nah, it'd be, it'd nah, be it wasn't 14 bro because 2014 i was at future music festival yeah right i so and i was there that was the same year i was that so i think i was 19 then yeah so that's 20. six years ago it's 2023 now it's like 2017 yeah 2016 2017 about then yeah it would have been 2016 there you go yeah, so we went there in 2016, saw that, and that was lit. 
And then we went and seen it last year. It was fucking... I reckon it was better back in 2016 because they played a few more of the old songs. Yeah, played more of the shit that we fell in love with them for. Yeah, but this year, they've just got the Ministry of Sounds Orchestra coming to Townsville, what, out of fucking 2006 from Sessions 2? Like, what the fuck? How's that going to bring people in? Like, if people hear... I haven't heard Ministry of Sounds since CDs were a fucking thing. To be fair, it is more of an older crowd at the V8, so if you're pumping shit from back then, the crowd's going to love it. I mean, but, uh, I mean, even still, I was a bit young for Ministry of Sounds. I mean, I definitely listened to a little bit of it. I think I bought Ministry of Sounds, Sound of Dubstep, Volume 2, back in fucking whatever year that was when Skrillex was the thing, so like 20 fucking 11. Yeah, because I was in year 10 when Skrillex blew. <laughs> so, was that 2011? Fuck off. We're getting old, man. Yeah. Like, we're not even 30, but the fuck that makes me feel old. Like, Ministry of Sounds was hardly even relevant then. They were just, they, was, they knew that dubstep was the thing, and they're like, yeah, 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 let's make a mixtape, bro. <laughs> Which I think out of the whole two CDs, there was two good songs on there. One of them was Skrillex, First of the Year. And then another one was Zomboy, Pump It Up. Mm. And then there was, the rest of those albums were fucking terrible. Just like the session CDs I remember listening to. There'd be like two good songs and two whole CDs and you're just like, okay. I mean like, good on you for making a real cool logo and a real cool, you know, sound and everything for your album, but your content's shit. Sorry. (laughs) I feel like you're the opposite of me. My logo is terrible, but my content's good. Nah. <laughs> How is it though when you're walking up to your fucking ball after you've teed off and you're walking over to it and there's some fucking old wanker there hitting all these balls onto the green just walks over to your ball and just fucking hits it. It just decides, you know what? That's my ball too. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I can understand. Say you're out on the course and, you know, you hit your shot. <laughs> You, you go looking for it and you find this other random ball. When there's absolutely nobody else around, like there's no one for every single tee box, fairway or green around you, you know no one's looking for that thing as a lost ball. Sure, okay, it's now your ball. But when you look around and there's someone walking up the opposite fairway, like they've just missed the fairway and now their ball's near you, don't walk over and pick it up. Or like, even just hit it. Yeah, all that. Like... Fuck off, leave that ball alone. Obviously, someone's looking for it. Yeah, well, he knew it wasn't his ball because when I walked over there, he goes, oh, did you have a Striction soft feel? Yes, I did. Oh, it's just, yeah, it was just there, mate. I didn't even say a word to him. I just it's, I, All I said to him was, yeah, it was. He said like a couple other things to me. I just completely brushed him. I was thinking, if I even start talking, I'm going to get myself a fucking lifetime ban from this place because I'm going to blow <laughs> the fuck up and I'm not going to be happy about it. Like, who the fuck are you to start doing this? Like, oh, you brought your own golf cart to the course. You were on the par threes and you got a Cairns golf course shirt on. Like, how about you just fuck off back to where you came from, cunt? Like, take your fucking bullshit with you. Like, what the actual fuck? Like, how about some fucking golf course etiquette? Yeah, it seems to be something that a lot of people think is a thing and expect, and you'd expect it more out of the older fellas. 
But it or seems to be that you don't get it as much out of the older fellas, and it's kind of fucking annoying. Well, the older fellas just seem to think that they're old, and they just get... It's just, no, I'm old, fuck you. Mm. You're young. So? But then the goal of that cunt to... So we're finishing up on the seventh green, right? So the way it all happened, we're on the seventh, we tee off. Billy goes left off the tee box, hits it over near the green of the third hole. Yes. Um, coming up the opposite way. But then old mate goes, hits his ball. We have a, Billy has a bit of a word to him about it. Then this dude goes, picks up all the balls he's hit on that green, walks to the eighth tee box as we've all hit our putts in and decides, I'm going to play this hole right in front of these lads after I've just fucking gone and tried to steal their ball. So he goes and hits his tee shot as we're walking to our next tee box. It's like, what are you doing? You could have seen the dust coming off Russell as he was walking over there. Old mate fucking saw him too, so he just piss bolted <laughs> he went to that next green he didn't even putt he picked his balls up and he drove the fuck off yeah <clears throat> i was like in the in the scramble i just played at tropics so played in a four ball scramble um me warren we had two other random teammates we played against oh, we played with another group of four um who mind you fucked up our score thanks guys we we shot three under but they gave us two anyway first fucking tee box I've hit my drive. Mind you, I towed it. It didn't go very far. Probably went about 180 meters. Ended up just right of the fairway on this on this little hill. You know the you know the fourth tee box, um, the one before the big long path four down the end. Yeah. Yeah. So I've ended up on the little hill on the right hand side. Yeah. This other old dude, he's hit his drive. It's hit the fucking house. So like his ball was either in that yard or way the fuck away from where my ball was he drives up the fairway stops at my ball looks down at it picks it up checks it out and goes hmm puts it in his pocket as me and Warren were driving up like oi bud oi what are you doing that's my ball like two of our teammates had put a ball out of play Warren's drive was pretty sweet like it, we had a little bit of tree trouble but we decided to take his because it was a closer shot and we knew that when you've got three shots through that little bit of tree, that one's going to get through and get onto the green. So we were confident with that. Yeah. But it was like, if Warren's drive wasn't sweet, that was the only ball we had in play. And almost just gone and picked it up and <laughs> tried to tax it. It's like, this is the first fucking hole. What are you doing? Like, we had to keep an eye on him all day because of that. Yeah. And it just it, I feel like it just ruins your round too because then especially off your very first one and then someone's just being a fuckwit fuck it out but i mean but, it seems like <clears throat> it seems like from what you've been telling me bro is that the golf course etiquette isn't just young cunts it's also people who are, you know should be role models for the for the community why don't you, you want to tell me about that ah yes this is this is an interesting one so this is a little bit frustrating today so i've, I've played 18 holes with warren and then I've, you know, because I've got the Tropics open coming this weekend, I thought to myself, I'm, I'm going to go out for another practice 18, play off the blue tees, because that's what the open will be off, and just sort of see where I need to hit the ball off the drives, because obviously the distances are all different and everything's different off the blue tees. You know, club choice is different, everything's different. So I thought, I'll go for a practice round. Play most of the holes, and I get up to the fifth hole, has sprayed his shot right up behind the bunkers of the eighth green. Now, he's gone and hit his next shot, tried to chip it over the bunkers, put it in the bunker, and he's thrown his club. 
hit his next shot out of the bunker, thrown his club again. And then he's gone and putted and whatever. I get up there and I look exactly where he took his shot. I, I noticed I didn't see him rake it. Then I look exactly where he took his shot. There's big feet marks through the bunker and a big old fucking divot. He hasn't raked the bunker. It's like, look, man, I don't care who you are, how pissed off you are. Be shitty with your own game, but rake the fucking bunker. Yeah, don't, don't affect somebody else's game just because you're pissed off. Like if I hit my shot into that bunker and I ended up in his divot, now my next shot is 10 times harder than it was supposed to be. Rake the fucking bunker. Like, I love you, man. You're a fucking great player. Absolute champion of the Cowboys, champion of Queensland, destined to be a star. But rake the bunker, please. Look after the course. And I'm pretty sure, because I've seen him out there multiple times, he's also a member of Tropics. And nothing pisses me off more than a member not looking after the course. It costs you nothing to not be a shit cunt. Absolutely. And it costs you nothing to be a good cunt. Mm -hmm. That's just the bottom line there. And it takes you 30, not even 30 seconds, 10 seconds to grab that break and just go... Rake the fucking thing. Now, if it's like a, a genuine I forgot, okay, don't forget next time. But I still feel like it's not a... You don't just forget to rake a bunker. No, I you're just pissed getting, off throwing clubs. I get anxiety about going anywhere near a bunker because then i got to fucking stand there and do some raking. I don't even like raking my own fucking yard. See, I'm happy to rake a bunker because every time I get in a bunker, I, like I'm... Well, I'm, I'm happier now to end up in a bunker yeah. than behind it because I'm fucking good out of bunkers now. <laughs> well, I just don't want to fucking stand there and have to rake the thing. Like, I'd rather just leave it the fuck alone because mm. then I know what I do is I stand around and I walk around and shit and I think and then I go, oh, look at all this raking I have to do. You fucking idiot. <laughs> so this is why you go grab the rake and walk in at your closest point of entry to your ball. You hit your ball and then you just rake back as you walk. But what I'm it's trying to say, simple. what I'm trying to say is I have so much anxiety about the bunker and raking it that like, I feel like no one else could just walk off from a bunker and forget about it. So I feel like it was intentionally left like that. And I don't give a, like you said, I don't care who you are. I'm just a fucking average Joe Blow trying to make it in the podcasting game. I'm still going to rake my bunkers. Mm. I don't give a fuck if I'm Jeff Bezos playing at fucking Mystic Sands. It's shit, you know, it's not shit golf course, but it's like a, just a fucking little golf course tucked off in the middle of nowhere in the fucking bunker. <laughs> well, at least I'm paying some cunt to do it. Like, either way, I'm not leaving the bunker unraked. Yeah, like, 100%. Leaving, oh man, just leaving a bunker unraked is probably up there with hoyering someone in mid-swing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, especially well, in a comp. Mm-hmm. And it's social and you whore, yeah, someone there. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, if, if they're you. in your playing group, sure. If it's social and they're in your playing group and you're all fucking around like that, sure. But yeah. but you just rake your fucking bunkers, bro. It takes you five fucking seconds. And it's not like you're not fit enough to do it. And yeah, I mean, like you get an old dude who's probably like, you know, he probably shouldn't even be playing golf, but at least he's outside having a go. And you know, He'll still rake the bunker. He'll still at least try. Or at least, hey, excuse me, young fellow, do you reckon you could fucking rake this for me? I think it's time for you to have a Mentos and go the fuck home and chill out. So this is where mental golf is so fucking important, man, because my attitude towards golf now is my handicap is quite high. Right? I can hit a lot of great shots, like a lot of great shots throughout the day. Like I hit so many good shots throughout the day, 
but I also hit a lot of bad ones. Right? But that's part of being a high handicapper is I expect as part of my game that I'm going to fuck up a set amount of shots. Right? So I can I can start great. Like today in a minor one stroke play round, I went par on the first hole, which is the craziest fucking par you've ever seen. So I, I, I hit my drive. I ended up short of the, on the first hole. I ended up short of the first bunker. Then I thought I pulled out a six iron, but my clubs were in the wrong pockets in my bag. Like I keep all my clubs organized so I can just walk up and go, yep, that one. My six was where my four was supposed to be and my four is where my six was supposed to be. So I've hit into that green with a four iron instead of a six iron and I faded it towards the water and it like bounced on the hill, sat on this tiny little fucking piece of shit grass on the, on the edge of the water and then I've chipped it up and putted it in craziest par ever it was like how the fuck was that ball not in the middle of that pond it just should have been yeah but then the next hole i hit my shot short of the green and then chipped in from like 30 meters like i literally said it to warren too i'm like yeah chip in and he's like yeah yeah chip in and then i chipped in and so i'm one under through two but then the next hole i go hit my next shot into the water like just top a ball 30 meters to the left into the water then flush a five iron and then belt my fucking whiting wedge over the green. Like it's, it's just a mixture of good and bad shots. And that's where you sort of have to realize to yourself, not every shot I hit is going to be good. Majority of them are actually going to be worse than I'm expecting because I'm not a professional and golf is fucking hard. Mental golf is so fucking important. You just need to just chill out, relax, understand that you're going to hit bad shots. Thank and if you, you don't think break your bunkers but if you don't think you're going to hit a bad shot if you think you're not going to hit a bad shot don't go play golf because even the pros hit bad shots yeah if you think you're not going to hit a bad one don't go play golf like chill the fuck out and just be happy at the fact that you're out there whacking balls not working or doing whatever like go have some fun get over it yeah like there's no need to be that serious that you fucking start throwing clubs and stabbing fucking clubs into the ground and destroying greens or not breaking bunkers yeah it's simple. Like, it's a game at the end of the day. We hit up our mate Kados on the weekend and we went fucking, we went wishing. Wishing is what I call fishing when you wish you could catch at least fucking something. Fuck. But no, we, yeah, so we go down to Bushland Beach and we fucking walk around for a good probably half an hour trying to find somewhere to pump some yabbies. We finally find some fucking yabby beds, probably. Well, we reckon about 45 minutes there, fucking around. Get about, what, 100 and so yabbies. Then we got... 100 to... yabbies? Yeah. I reckon we had at least 200 in there, aren't right? You reckon? Bro, uh, right, you wait. gave me that handful of yabbies that looked like it was nothing out of your little thing, and I had like 20 yabbies on me. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, okay. We had a lot of yabbies, man. Well, I mean, like, when, you're, when you go whiting fishing normally, it's just... Like, you lose a yabby, like, every fucking five seconds. Like, you usually feel a couple of hits on your line, and then it's gone. Then, fuck me. Like, we were, yeah, probably spent 45 minutes catching yabbies, and then we fucking went and spent another three hours trying to lose them. Wouldn't even get a fuck. I think I felt one hit on the line, and I lost maybe two yabbies, and I think... Yeah, out of three hours where I was, we should have gone through that fucking 200 and probably been pumping again. 
You know the fishing shit when the yabbies don't get taken by. Like, straight up, like, everyone's told me, oh, Bushy Beach is fucking sick for fishing. It's so good. And then it's just like... Sorry. I don't know. What's going on here? <laughs> Sorry, I just got a little excited. So, I've, I don't think I've ever been fishing with yabbies and just failed to lose them. So, that was probably the most... I mean, like, it's one of my most failed wishing trips ever. Because I just... I mean, like, fuck. If we'd never found that yabby bed that we did, we would have just given up and we never even would have got yabbies for fuck's sake. Like, it was mm. just... It was... It was almost dead before it started. And we did some sketchy shit to chase the fish, too. Like, we're, like, probably 50 metres out off where the water starts. Yeah. I mean, it's Standing only, like, in, like, knee-deep knee water. But... In North Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's bushy, it's really busy, there's lots of boats and stuff, but there is still lizards and... It was just a case of apes together strong. Yeah. I mean, one ape bailed and went, fuck you, you can't see, you guys are going way too deep, I'm staying the fuck here, you can take the bait with you, I'm staying here, I'm peeking, cunt. <laughs> like, I was literally standing there thinking to myself, I'm just like, you know what, I'm in knee-deep water, but, like... I got polarized sunnies on. I can look around and stuff. I can see, but like I'm thinking, by the time I fucking see something, I'm fucked. Oh, you're so fucked. I'm just. I was, and, then I was, and then the thought started like crowding my head too much. I started just slowly fucking. Russell's video died, so we had to put it on charge and sort it out. For those of you listeners, it's in the audio. So, uh, how's that fucking that Titan submarine, bub? Like, I just, so what, they lost transmission an hour and 45 minutes into the dive. The dive's four hours long. And, yeah, but apparently, you know, there's lots and lots of talk coming out. Like, there's a person who has been on the same submersible saying that he'd been on it four times even, and he was like, yeah, every time we went down, we lost transmission. But we went straight back to the surface and sorted it out and went back down again but in this case it's not so much the case so it's they found the remains of what was the submersible i think they said it was sixteen thousand feet from the bow of the titanic so it had drifted quite away holy yeah that's a long fucking way man and the, how'd they find that they can well, there's a pretty it, Realistically, it's a pretty small search area. I guess. I guess. Because I mean, when you can when you compare, I was just thinking MH370. Yeah, dude, MH370 is like the Indian Ocean is the search area, whereas the Titanic Mm. is a very specific location. Yeah, sixteen thousand feet would actually only work out to be you know so many square meters and blah blah blah. It's all feet, but yeah. So they, it's suffered a total implosion. Now they reckon that this shit happened so quick because of the pressure that that vessel was under down that in the depths that their brains would not have actually told or their eyes didn't have enough time to tell their brain that something had gone wrong because of how fast that whole vessel just goes Right. So it's happened so fucking quick. And then and because it happens so quick, what happens to the inside 
is it just implodes out. So what would have happened to all the remains of those people is they would have became a cooked jelly just floating through the ocean to then become a part of the never-ending life cycle of life and death on Earth. <laughs> so... That's a fucking mental image, man. It is, eh? Oh, bro. That's intense, bro. 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 Like, that, not like... It's... Uh, at least you know that they didn't suffer. No one... Absolutely. Like, at least it was quick. But, like, holy fuck, man. Like, no one suffered for a second. Not even a split second. Like... Not even for the time it literally takes for your eyes to tell your brain, oh, fuck. That vessel should have been built so much better than it was, though. Yeah. I haven't looked a lot into it, but I've heard plenty of shit that's from credible sources that that submersible wasn't rated to be going that deep. And then, actually, one thing I did hear was the, the controller. is a Logitech controller that's you know used for gaming on your computer. Designed then, to be thrown around by a 16-year-old. Yep, that was the reasoning behind it when they said, why did you use that controller? Because it's tough. But the controller had nothing to do with the fucking ship imploding. Well, it just goes to show you this the where it starts. Yeah. Where the quality starts. Like, But, I mean, like you'd be pretty spewing to find out that your $250,000 ticket wasn't returned. Well, you wouldn't have found out. <laughs> no, you just became cooked jelly for the little fucking planktons to eat. You know, one of the things that really shit me about it... Was all the billionaire hunters? That, but uh, one of the family members, right, he was... I think it was a Blink-182 concert. He was, he'd already had tickets, was lined up to go. And after everything happened, he still went on to the event now that's fine like grieve however you want you know people need to grieve let them grieve in whatever way they need to because grieving is fucking important absolutely but the roasting that this poor young fellow got online for he, he put up a post and he said people might say this is inappropriate or insensitive or whatever but my family knows that i love this band i love music and they would want me to be here. They would want me to be happy. And the roasting he got online from people saying, you shouldn't be there. You should be with the rest of your family, making sure they're okay and grieving. And fuck off. All you're doing now is adding to that dude's headspace for going grieving how he needs to. That's right. Instead, now he's gone and done what he needs to do to make himself feel better and you've made him feel like a piece of shit about it. He went and ran his own race and you went and shat on him for it. I mean, like... I don't feel like it was probably totally necessary to go tell the entire world that you went to. No, he should have never posted. Yeah, like that's, I, I think that that's weird in general, just telling the entire world what you're doing all the time, unless you're an influencer or a content creator or, you know, someone who's not just, the, I mean, like, fuck, if that's what you like to do and you like to go and post on the internet and all the shit you do, fucking go for it. Honestly. Maybe he was just looking for some support. Maybe. Like some people cry for help in all sorts of different ways and, that was his way and all he got was shat on which is bullshit it is bullshit it's yeah. fucking rubbish I mean, fuck like it, people on the internet and people go oh but but fucking he's a billionaire's relative well, fucking who cares does nothing to do with it shut the fuck up stop being a jealous cunt and how about you go earn your own billion dollars mm. 
Stop being a sucky, sad kind about it. Go do it. The world's your oyster. Absolutely. Ah, uh, that's uh. that's enough of fucking getting angry with cunts. <laughs> so what I'm what we're just trying to say is it's just yeah. Rake your bunkers. Rake your bunkers. It costs you nothing to be a good cunt. Check on your mates. Don't be an asshole for no fucking reason. I know I'm guilty of it. If I've been an asshole to you, I'm sorry. I really am. <laughs> I fucking... Look, everyone's an asshole at times, but people just need to understand that everyone goes through shit times and you just need to be a little bit... Under... You need to have a little bit of understanding for people when they're going through some shit. That's right. Like, there's... You can, you can take it too far with using what you're going through as an excuse, sure. But 99% of the time, what people are going through is what they're going through and you, you can't understand it if you're not going through it. So just be a good cunt to everyone. Give everyone the opportunity. You can't read a book by its cover. Exactly. Just do your best to be a good cunt, not a shit cunt. That's right. Don't be one of them cunts. Yeah. Like we've said, I think, before, maybe first episode. Might even be in the episodes before the first episode. <laughs> it could be. We might Patreon one day. Let's... <laughs> oh, <laughs> that'll be messy. Oh. <laughs> Recorded on a fucking shitty Samsung tablet, drunk as shit. <laughs> yeah, just sitting in between us and we're just like, we should start a podcast. And then like a couple other times where we've just sat a phone in between us where we're just blind, just fucking yapping at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like some good Patreon shit. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. But anyway, no, thanks for listening, guys. And um, just remember to just be a good cunt. Don't be a shit cunt. And just don't be one of them cunts, all right? Cheers, cunts.